Tell them you never know. Today's episode is brought to you by OnlySteves.com. OnlySteves.com is the only place to get exclusive content from Mike, like the YNK Podcast Plus, where we release two exclusive episodes every month. Or Music Premium, where Mike releases two never-heard-before exclusive songs every month. So head on over to OnlySteves.com today and check it out. John, I'm actually, uh, I've just hired a posture coach. You know that? Is it a, is it a guy? It's a guy. Sounds a little, uh, I'm not going to say it, but. <laughs> Sounds what? Sounds a little sus. No way. I just got, uh, I just got, my boy Ari just put me on. Shout out Ari, he's a legend, he's a super successful guy, but I, I admire him a lot because he's, uh, he's successful, but he has like, there's one thing to have financial wealth. I don't, I don't admire you if you don't have like, what's the word I'm looking for? Spiritual wealth, I don't even know, just like. Emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence, yeah, along those lines, but people who, who make money and it doesn't allow them to consume them and define them and shit. Those are the people that I fuck with heavy, you know? Mm -hmm. And I bring him up because he put me on this book. What's the book called? Stevie, Stevie Daniels Book Club, starting now. We'll start touching on, on books more and more. Um, the book is called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And this is one of my favorite books. Who wrote it? Um, Robin Sharma. Mm -hmm. It's just an incredible story. Um, Few things wanted to, I wanted to just start our thoughts with, start our day with. Yeah, sure. A reading from the book of Steve. Uh, <laughs> One must not allow the clock and the calendar to blind him to the fact that each moment of life is a miracle and a mystery. Um, we've obviously talked about that a lot. Can you read that again? One must not allow the clock and the calendar to blind him to the fact that each moment of life is a miracle and a mystery. Yeah. Well, let's first things first. Calendars, clocks, time. Fuck them. All man-made constructs. Facts. You have to keep reminding yourself of that, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you just get caught in this race. Uh, it happens subconscious. It happens subconsciously because the way culture and society is, and the way we we've just been programmed. Like, again, the tangible successes and the tangible wins of each day and each moment are really what everyone's worried about. Got to get here, got to do this. And you got your head down and you're not really looking around. And it's, it's the saying, watch the movie that I say, like, you got to watch the movie. Like, I spend so much time just fucking staring into the abyss. And I, the old me would think that was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Now I think it's essential to my time yep. being spent. And I just, that, that quote just fucking said it really well because the clock just like the schedule of things and being on time and doing this and that and and then also just the calendar like I feel like we measure ourselves against the calendar like how much we have you know how much we've gotten done this calendar year as the year ends you know mm -hmm. I just think about that and it's just like it's just something to put leave at the forefront of, of everyone's mind really what this book is about what it's really saying is that like there's a bunch of amazing quotes so we'll I'll, I'll go through a few of them but Self-knowledge is the stepping stone to self-mastery. All the things we talk about, I really, all the things that I'm proposing, really all the, question, all the questions I get in regards to relationships or anything, what, my answer really comes back to self-knowledge. Like, if you spend the time to figure yourself out, you know, 
um, there's a thought that I always say that I think makes so much sense. Just like, how do I get to know you if I just met you? How do I get to know you? You talk to him. Spend time with me. Time, yeah. Be around. Be around with me alone. Like, mm -hmm. not, you know, obviously, you know, that's why I love podcasts so much because it's the first, really the only time nowadays where you sit down and you put your phone away and there's nothing. There's no, it's just you and the person you're sitting with. So apply that to yourself. How are we supposed to know ourselves if we don't spend time with ourselves? Especially today where there's so many distractions. Yeah, but like, I'm not talking about like, oh man, I stayed in and watched a movie last night. I'm no, talking about that's, literally. That's what I'm saying yeah. by distractions. I mean, and I think we're, we're moving into a time where people are gonna know less and less about themselves because of those distractions. And if you think about 30 years ago, you know, there was way less entertainment on television. There were no cell phones. There were way less screens. People were forced to, let's look at the Sunset Strip, for example. I'm obsessed with rock star culture. Sunset Strip in LA. What is it like right now? There's nothing going on there. And if you go back to the 80s, like you, or even the 70s or the 60s, you couldn't even walk down the street. It was just flooded with people just try, looking to do stuff, looking to go to the music venues. And it's just not that way anymore. Mm -hmm. And you gotta think why that is. Yeah. People um, are just not interacting the way they used to. Well, it's, everything's just, everything's just been industrialized. Everything's about monetization and industry and, and, and corporate, you know? Like Sunset Strip is like now a bunch of hotels and, you know, like- But those music venues are still there. Yeah, some of them, some of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the culture has been completely drained of that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, man, like, look, there's, there's two ways it can go. I, I, see a, I see a community of people going inward uh, more and more. I think, I think with what social media has done, I think more and more people are becoming aware of these types of thoughts, these types of actions, or self-care. I mean, I didn't hear people about meditation or journaling or any of the things. Now when I go online, I see it everywhere. So I, I, see, I see that side, and then I see the other side, which is the metaverse. <laughs> and like people, I mean, I'll never really, I'll never get with that. You know, I think the miracle is here. Like, that's kind of what that, that whole quote is about. Like, we, we kind of, you know, as a society, we kind of forgot that it's a miracle, you know? Like, it's everything's just kind of normalized and regular and like not good enough, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I used to be one of those people, so I, I totally relate. Have you seen the movie Ready Player One? Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's that, you know? It's scary. It's yeah. a scary It's a scary thing, you know? But you got to trust nature. It's going to go the way it's supposed to go, you know? Um, will I be the guy who's putting on a headset, going somewhere else? Absolutely not. No. You know? Um, but at the same time, I, I understand, you know? And it's not like I, like, judge people for it. But, yeah, it's just something to think about, man. Like, these, these are all, like, really, this book, I wanted to just point it out, like, Everyone should read this. Um, it's super interesting and like really well done. Do you still have easy, that line that you just read? Easy to follow. Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was self-knowledge is the stepping stone to self-mastery. It's like you can't master yourself. You can't, you can't master life until you master yourself, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, until you get to know yourself, that's really the first step. Uh, I don't know. It's, I started to master life a lot more when I started to get to know myself. And, and that's, that's what I prompt everyone to do. It's kind of boring, what, like people are kind of What have you learned about right? yourself? Can you share it with us? Well, you know, um, I think the biggest thing is learning that like, I wasn't, like, I'm not the fucking center of the universe, mm -hmm. you know? 
everyone thinks everyone thinks it's all about them, you know, in every in every single way, and and that makes sense because it's what you're seeing. Yeah. But like, spend a time with yourself. But I'm really thinking about in silence and stillness and what you learn in stillness. I think that's the number one benefit of meditation. It's just like you kind of learn that you're you're the person behind the thoughts and the emotions. You can view them, watch them, and separate yourself from them. So what does that mean? Who are you? You know. Mm -hmm. uh, and detaching from this ego of Mike, you know? There's this thing, the Chita, uh, I don't know if I pronounced it right, Chita, whatever, it's a, Sadhguru is a guy who I follow, um, and you know, Buddhism, I don't even know exactly what line of Buddhism, but he's just, he's just a legend, he's a spiritual teacher. Um, and he put me on this where he's just like, every night before you go to bed, like, write down all the things you identify with. Like I wrote down like, Mike, you know, human being, male, musician, every, all the things that you'd say, hey, what do you do? Yep. Who are you? You know? Right. Yep. I wrote all that down. And then, like, right, your, my final thought, like, before I, you know, put my phone down and put my, put my journal down is just like a, a, a gentle reminder that I'm not any of those things. You know, it, you're really not any of those things. And, and, that's what learning about myself has taught me. It's just like, there's a, I'm, I just feel like we're all connected at a higher, a higher power than, than what we are, you know, tangibly in this, in this realm, you know? So how would you answer that question? Is it, can it be answered? Who are you? Yeah. I mean, if you really want to know the answer, my personal answer, you know, I, I think we're all, we're all God. We're all consciousness. We're all one. Mm -hmm. I heard a dub quote. It's like, we're all one, but we're not all equal, you know? I, we're all connected and we're all one. And I truly believe that. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, this is very, this is a very spiritual thing. Like, it's cool to toe the line and, and you know, take advantage of the things you have going on in this realm and be the best, the best version of this, of this avatar that you are. Be the best version of John Kilmer that you can be for all that. But I don't know. I found a lot of peace realizing that I wasn't, you know, I'm not, I'm not. The ego isn't, isn't me. I'm, I'm behind that. You know. I really truly, truly feel that it's got very spiritual, but it is, it is what I've learned. And it is, it is what I, what I truly feel like you get connected. Like when people are like, yo, I found God, it saved me. Like I used to sound crazy to me, but I get it. You know, I'm, I'm not like necessarily religious. It's more about finding yourself than it is. Exactly. God. You find a connection to everything, like yep. this connectivity and, mm -hmm. and you start feeling so, so, you know, so lonely or separate, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, keep, Keep that self-exploration is where all growth happens, man. It really does. You explore yourself, you explore the world in your own way, and then it's it just opens up, it opens up so much. That was my favorite part of power now, and that's something I actually practice on a daily basis. Uh, is just um, holding your thoughts accountable and just taking taking tabs on how you're thinking. It's, that's like all this book is about. Yeah. Um, and it sounds stupid, and it sounds it sounds uh, tedious, but it really isn't. And the way the way you get into a negative mindset, or the way you get anxious, or the way you get uh, stressed, a lot of stress comes from just negative thoughts. Kind of go into a negative spiral, right? It's, it's not just one thought. It's kind of mm, one leads absolutely. to this, leads to this, leads to this. And the trick is when you when you get like one or two in a row, you kind of step back and you say, whoa, 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 You're like. I need to chill the fuck out and stop thinking about this. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that, it's easier said than done, but... The mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. Say that one more time? 
The mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. Yeah. That means you need to be behind the fucking wheel. Exactly. Yeah, like that's, that's what I was saying. It's like, exactly. and dude, it happens to me all the time. As, as conscious as I am about my thoughts, I still go into negative spirals. Bro, Winston Churchill, like that's the, what this book is saying. The price of greatness is responsibility over each of your thoughts. That's Winston Churchill said that. Mm -hmm. The price of greatness is responsibility over each of your thoughts. Yep. Remember, the mind truly is like any other muscle in your body. You use it or you lose it, you know? If you have become a negative thinker, this is because you have not cared for your mind and taken the time to train it. I'm laughing because uh, in 40-year-old virgin, when he's like, is it true? If you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, it is true. If you, I, I love, I love that quote. Just like, it's a terrible, it's a terrible master, the mind, but a wonderful servant. What does that just say? When you ask, you think about that, what that quote means. That's, that's, you know, what I was just talking about. That might sound a little crazy to some people, like realizing I'm not my, I'm not the person out here. I'm not the ego. It's like, standing behind the thoughts and, and the, the emotions and seeing that you're in control. Who's the person in control? Yeah. If your mind isn't in control, think about what Winston Churchill's saying though. Yeah. You're not, this isn't, everyone thinks they're their mind. They're not, you're the person behind it, bro. Like the, right. and that's what I'm trying to say is like, your mind does not control you. Once you realize that, you're, you unlock a code. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought, I had no idea that was the thing. Like I, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would just, I knew, I knew how to be confident and, and fucking just will, will myself to victories and shit, you know what I mean? But it, I was working harder and not smarter. And, and you, you get that realization, bro, like you control. You are the person that can control your mind. And then once you control your mind, you can control reality. And a lot of things just start flowing your way, you know? Because the brain, the brain is, the human brain is the most in, like intelligent thing it's incredible in, I mean, in this world probably you know mm -hmm. um and yeah the same thing that's happened out here the birds chirping the flying they're every single thing nature's state that makes think the world if all the humans died the world will flourish the only the only my point is like nature is perfect the way it evolves and the symmetry and how everything's working mm -hmm. the same thing's happening inside our bodies mm-hmm Every single thing is working perfectly. Yes, we poison it, you know, and all the shit in our culture creates a lot of the sicknesses that we deal with on a natural, you know, on a natural level. Yeah. So you could argue sickness is natural in some ways, but what I'm saying is like, we have an incredible, we're in an incredible field of, you know, everything that's happening naturally in our body and our minds is, is a fucking miracle. It's incredible, you know? Mm -hmm. And and taking power taking power over that realizing that taking power over that i mean look i have human days human moments all the time i feel like shit i identify with shitty thoughts you know i'm not in the right mood whatever but man the more and more you start catching that i have a few negative thoughts i catch it bring it back you know what i mean again bad master wonderful servant your mind like hey, hey no no i'm not thinking that you know i'm happy i'm this is blessed you know blah 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 and, and really, that, that type of shit, that type of shit snowballs, bro. You start to really believe it, start to crack the code. Yep. And, I mean, we, we just experienced it like an hour ago. We were, we're, we're in Malibu right now. Mm -hmm. uh, we're driving down the Pacific Coast Highway, which is probably the, one of the most beautiful roads in America. And, 
you know, there's there's people fucking pissed off honking their horns because someone's like stopped and they can't get around someone for like half a second. Like a second. And it's like, take a look around, yes, you know? Relax. <laughs> like you're taking advantage of this this beautiful place that you're in. Not to mention all the other things you should be grateful for. You're fucking G-Wagons and Ferraris beeping at each other in Malibu while, you know, people are struggling and there's so much turmoil in some places. It's just, it is, it's very challenging. It's challenging no matter which way you cut it or slice it. Life, life is, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? No matter what, everyone thinks is grass is greener on the other side, whether you have money and you're looking at you don't have money and you're looking at people with money and you're like, what the fuck, how are you guys upset? And then when you get money, you got all this shit to worry about that the people that don't have money. Have. And you know what I mean? There's just all these, there's all these things. But really, what I'm trying to say is like, you see people with money and, and you could see that they're just not happy or fulfilled. You know, like there's, I see that a lot. I see that a lot. Like they're just not, they're not even looking at shit the right way. And I think that's, that's probably the most important thing, bro, is just checking your perspective constantly. Mm -hmm. I really do. I, I do that, I think, I would say 20, 30 times a day in my head, you know? So in a recent podcast, I mean, we talked about that, especially uh, in terms of money. You made a comment about it. Yeah. And, you know, you see online, like, like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, you're rich. Why? Like, how can you say that? Yeah. You know? So, like, how do you respond to something like that? Well, when you have... What are, you, what are you asking? When I have, when you have money, you can't. You, you made a, you know, you made a comment um, a couple episodes ago saying that like, it doesn't like money doesn't obviously more or less money doesn't equal yeah, happiness. You want to know my response? <laughs> you know what my response is? Yeah. Think about it. Yeah. I have. It takes money to realize that once you get money. If I have money and I'm saying money isn't everything, there's a reason why a lot of people with money say it because. Because they've been there. in our minds, bro. I came. I grew up fucking with nothing, middle mm -hmm. class, like regular shit. You know. Yeah. Super. Like, you've seen where I grew up. My parents still live there. You mm -hmm. know. Like, I grew up with nothing. So, take take my experience. Like, I'm just trying to share what I've learned. When people get money and they say, "Hey, money isn't everything," yeah, it rubs people the wrong way because they're still in a mindset that think like, "Hey, man, if I got that money, I'd be chilling." Yeah. Where we went and achieved it, but. When I got money, I actually knew myself the least. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I knew myself the least at that point when money, that, that's when I had my kind of, not spiritual awakening, but an awakening towards like awareness. Mm -hmm. and, and just, that was, that was the awakening. Oh shit, money, money and fucking girls and attention, that is not, that is not the source of my actual fulfillment. Yeah, people and, have it backwards because you really, to have full perspective, you had to have seen both sides of the spectrum. Right. And people who are people who are commenting the most are only on one side of the spectrum. Do you know? Do you know? I've met so many fucking people, and obviously we've we've done well and, and gotten around people with money and and been in these places, places I didn't even know existed in my in my world. Like, like people listening at home, they're like, yo, looking at this view or whatever, or watching, and you never seen anything like it. Like, that's that's how we were, you know. Like I, mm -hmm. I didn't have shit. I never. We've been staying in places and neighborhoods. I'm just like, I can't believe neighborhoods like this exist. You know, mm -hmm. like, I didn't know they did back then, you know? But man, I, I, I'm telling you, out of all the people I meet, you want to know who I feel bad for the most? The people who have everything? Who were born rich. Yeah. I see their struggles. And I have, I have good friends that were born with money. Mm -hmm. And like real money where it's like doesn't matter really. Yeah. And oh, man, they struggle so much with purpose and identity and... And uh, it's a blessing to wake up and, and go after something. 
you know, and I think people get wrapped up in the chase. And once you start looking at the chase like a negative thing, that's, it will always be a negative thing and you won't get what you want. When you look at the chase as an opportunity, I mean, that, that's actually a direct, that's actually like a blessing to, to wake up and like go chase something, you know? And I think that's, that's a beautiful realization. Um, it's a beautiful realization to, to, to feel like, hey man, I have something I I'm looking at. I want to go, I want to walk that way. I want to walk in that direction. Yeah. Those kids that grow up rich, man, they, it's where do you go from there? You know, where do you go? What, what, more money, more yachts, more what, you know? And, and I see it. So just to give perspective, man, like we've kind of lived, I, I feel like we have a decent voice on this because again, I grew up super regular, <laughs> you know? So when I start making money and I say, hey, money isn't everything. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Like it isn't, I actually started. And you know what? The ironic part is I, made, I started making money so much easier and so much more, so much more abundance came in when I stopped caring about it. I, I, when, I, when I realized it didn't matter, I started getting more, mm -hmm. you know? And not to say, look, I, lo I love, I work, we work hard for this shit. So, bro, I want to be able to take care of my parents and my, and my sister and my friends and my niece and want to be able to give money out to people who are struggling. And that, you know, that's all, that's all real. Like, it's not like I don't, oh, we don't need money. You know, I, I'm not saying that, you know? But I just know it's not the key. It's not. It is not the it is not the the outcome, you know that that's like the end all be all. It's just not. Mm -hmm. Since the dawn of time, men have always loved to chug beer. In the old times of Bavaria, the men of Germany would spend their Oktoberfest drinking out of a festive beer stein. In the 1980s, fraternity brothers all over America spent their Greek week pounding beer out of a funnel. And for the last four decades, the world went silent. Then came the chug bud. The new revolutionary way to chug a beer. With the combination of a beer bong and a shotgun, this drinking device is scientifically proven to help you chug your beer quickly and easily. Oh, and did I mention it fits in your pocket? Go to chugbuds.com and use promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. That's chugbuds, C-H-U-G-B-U-D-S dot com and promo code YNK69 to get 10% off your entire order. Chug Bud, your beard just got a new best friend. Um, going going back to, you know, kids who kind of grow up with everything. Um, a lot of it also is kind of being programmed by the parents, and also kind of living in the shadow of someone like your like a dad or a mom who's yeah. who's successful already, and kind of living in that shadow and feeling like there's an expectation to kind of match up to that. Yeah, for sure. There's, yeah. there's so many moving parts and dynamics. There's a lot of moving parts to it. It's, it's, it's case by case, but mm -hmm. I, I see a trend. But dude, I mean, I'm, we don't have to fucking name any names, but like even just being in Hollywood, like you know so many kids of famous people or kids of rich people, and they're, they're kind of fucked up, you know? They don't really have their shit together. I'm pretty convinced that we're all having the same experience, just different simulations of it. Oh yeah. Like everyone, every, all the range of emotions of humans and, and all the range of, of things that you go through, it, it's, it looks different to everybody looking around, like everyone's life is different, but behind those eyes and in that experience, like everyone has, everyone has their battles, everyone has their triumphs, you know, and, and it's different set of circumstances, but it's very similar experiences. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. And, and that, again, that's, 
that's the empathy thing that we keep talking about. And I think it's a huge thing to keep talking about is just being empathetic for, for humans, everybody, for the world, for, you know, instead of judging it and being like, what the fuck, who sucks, this, that, you know? <laughs> it's just like, man, everyone's, everyone's trying their best. Yeah. Some people have a horseshit hand, like, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, at the end of the day, man, again, those birds are really loud, huh? Yeah, it's all right. Um, They're just trying to join in. They are. They're, They're like, like yeah, yeah, empathy, woo! <laughs> yeah, man, at the end of the day, you got to walk your path. You got to walk your path. And just got to walk, you got to walk it with your head high, your, your eyes open, your heart open. And, and uh, when, like, when you truly believe, like, you truly understand that your path's a beautiful one, albeit could be very, very difficult and ugly and hard right yeah. now. Yeah. If you believe that you're walking your path, like, you're going to end up where you're supposed to, you know? Yeah. Just got to keep walking. Living your truth is a beautiful thing. It is. Like, we were, you know, we were out last night getting a little loose. My truth was right there on that dance floor. It was. I found it. Yeah, I had, but I needed to have about six more whiskeys, and then I, uh, <laughs> then I caught the wave for around the last hour. Man, give me two, two beers and put on a little share, and I'm just going to start shaking it. DJ was kind of crushing it. Yeah, I was having a great time. Um, shit, we should, while we're here, thank you guys so much for tour. Uh, for for yeah, the tour support so let's far. Let's get into that. So your uh, your tour just went on sale about forty eight hours ago. How's it been going? Incredible, man. This is this is already just so uh, so much bigger, you know, than 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 anything we've done in the past. As far as just you know, tickets sold and buzz, and just we're we sold out a bunch of shows. We've upgraded a bunch of venues. I mean, these will be our biggest shows ever. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a, it's, it's an exciting time because I think we all feel just excited because we've kind of felt this for a while, but we didn't have any proof um, that one, the rebrand was smart, was the right move, yep. um, and it was well done, and it was well, the right intentions and the music, you know, if you go back to some of our early podcasts, like you hear me hinting about the music being more special and, mm -hmm. and um, it's how I truly felt and I knew it and, and this kind of just co-signs the feelings we've had. And uh, yeah, I just can't thank the fucking fans enough because if you also go back to the old podcast and talk about the music, you might remember me talking about being pretty balls deep in, in deal talks and doing a major deal with major artist affiliation and stuff like that. And I'm just so fucking happy I didn't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and we didn't need to do that to to continue to scale up and keep growing, so. Because then you'd never know if you could have done it on your own. You never know. You know, like really done it on your Facts. own. Facts, yeah, it's just, man, you, more than anyone, I mean, you, you understand more than anyone. You see how I operate, you know how we operate, but I just, I just have to be me. I have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't, I can't imagine someone telling me what to do and when to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and how to do it. So, yeah. Um, big cheers to the to the fan base and we can't wait to see you guys I, you know what's interesting it's just like i'm really eager to be on the road and experience the moments of tour and be there like truly be there you know um i toured the last time i toured was three years ago the majority of our of our touring was really five six years ago when we really were touring a ton mm -hmm. and i was just so in the rat race of it like as a as a man, you know, I was a boy. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. 
there isn't anything wrong because, with that. Because listen, like, I think we all acknowledge that we were living lives that not most people get to live. Oh, of course. And we were we were just kind of enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm not. And that's, even, and that's fine. I'm not saying the enjoying part is is bad. I think the part I'm highlighting that's bad is I truly, because enjoying is being present. Right. You know, I, I I'm just talking about. You like, were always thinking, what's next? Yeah, what's next? Like, where are we going next? Who's this? Who's it? What girls here? Blah blah blah. blah. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to be in every moment with every fan I talk to, with every song I sing. You know. I just know, like it's hard, cause you know, in your own mind, you can probably, if you put yourself there enough, like I put myself there recently, I was just like, kind of like drift through the shows even, like I'm right in flow, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, so it's easy to me, you know, performing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But just calling attention to my awareness there and just like, let soak up the moments, you know? Soak up each moment, more so than just being like, yep, I'm performing, you know? And, and I think that emotional power that, that you can gain from really being tuned into what's happening. When you have in a room full of 3,000 people that fucking love and support your art and you, you know, that's, you know, that's like a superpower to be able to imagine garnering all that energy and holding on to it, taking it with you, mm-hmm. you know, not just leaving it there. Like, all right, you know, that, that's how I'm looking at it. I just, I'm really eager to, to tour as this version of myself. Um, and you know, that's just really exciting. I'm glad, I'm glad we're getting the opportunity to do it. And I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more than glad. I'm just very, very excited to, to be there again and be this version of myself, you know? Just to explain it a little further to people so they really understand, um, this next tour, I mean, you're going to be playing some, oh, your biggest headlining shows of all time. You know, some of them over 4,000 people, mm-hmm. which is almost double. Well, we've more, you know what I mean? Like 20, maybe our biggest show is like 2,200 or something like that. Yeah. Boston house of blues was probably our biggest 2,200. This is double. Let's just say double. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest majority of them are really like, you know, thousand person places. Yeah. Now they're all, you know, two to three. Yeah. So people don't realize that. And you're saying like, you know, doing this without a major label or without anyone, yeah. Kind of really stepping in. I mean, all the major decisions that are made for you and your business, I mean, it's it's either like you on the phone with Foley or it's like you and me like in the kitchen in our underwear sharing a dip. Yep. Like like those those are the, when major decisions are made and that's how this entire thing is conducted. And that's where the best all my best like I can't tell you the last time I felt like I worked at yeah. all because we're just all the best ideas, everything. It's just like, like what that's kind of what I was saying was just like, I have to do it this way. I have to be me. Like Mm -hmm. this is, I have to be comfortable. It has to be private. It has to be organic. Like I'm never like, Oh man, we need an idea for the tour. Like we need this for this. I'm just like, now it's just like all in flow. And, and again, like you guys, I know you guys understand because we, we beat it home so much, but this is why, Spending time with myself is so important. And the meditation, that's why I fucking, I sound like a goddamn hippie, you know what I mean? But it's because it's fucking true, man. You know what I'm doing? I'm clearing space for a fucking idea when I'm in my underwear, sitting, looking out at the water, and I'm like, hey, man, we should fucking, you know how my ideas come, or yep. any of our ideas. It's just like, hey, man, and like, yeah, and then we just fucking wheels start turning. But like, I don't know, I, I've said this a lot. Like, whose ideas are they? Personally, I just think my antennas are, 
there's a frequency. Like, think about when you turn to a radio station. How, how you know, Power 106 out here. 105.9 is the station. What happens when you go to 105.6 or 105.7? It's static. Mm -hmm. So when I get my fucking antennas right my, and I'm fucking clear and I'm receiving, I feel like that's when the ding, ding, ding fucking ideas are there. They come in, you know? Yeah. And, and, and you got to hear that, you know? If, if you really hear that and believe that, and man, I'm telling you, it will happen to you too. Like, at whatever realm, in whatever space, you know? Whether it's getting clarity on a decision with your girl, you know, should I marry or should I not? Spend time with yourself. Spend time with yourself. Meditate, journal, reflect, and wait. That fucking, that clarity will come in. It will come from somewhere higher, you know? Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel, uh, you know? That's how I feel. And, and uh, you know, to your point, what would we be without that? What would we be without operating the way we do? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't, I, don't think, I don't think any of this really would be going the way it is if we, if we operated any differently or any more rigidly, you know? Mm -hmm. um, man, it's been, it's been special. We got a great group. Foley's incredible. Mm -hmm. you, you've been monumental um, and just, like, I mean, you guys don't even, like, for you guys at home, like, if you guys saw how we do this, you'd laugh. This podcast? Everything. <laughs> Everything. It's just all, like, nothing's planned. Nothing's planned. Nothing that, is ever that's planned. That's why it's special, though, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, like, you guys see these music videos in these places, like, we just, you know, we just got into this flow of life. We're, we're in beautiful places now, and, and you know... We're able to capture, but like, dude, we're literally just going like day to day from our homes and moving around. And like, I'm just like, Kilmer, pick up a camera, we'll go over here. Shoot. You know, you just pick up a camera and follow me. We fucking nail it, you know? Like, yeah. And and you know, it's it's an incredible testament to what we've done. The whole time we've done just we've done that, and then it's just evolved. Like the places got bigger, you know, places got nicer, studios got better, whatever. You know, equipment got nicer, whatever. But it's always been this. It's always just been pick up camera, pick up a camera and roll, you know? Mm -hmm. And and again, I just don't see how this would have happened any other way. Yeah. That's that don't try mentality, right? Exactly. Yeah. And when's the last time we tried anything? I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I called Blue last night. I mean, <laughs> I caught a wave. I took mushrooms. Um, we met up with Huey Mack, a good buddy. I haven't seen him. It was his birthday. And... Um, we're in LA for the week, seeing Marcus, uh, who just had his, his firstborn. So I we'll, mean, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah, but man, uh, what was I saying? Um, last night, I, I I get home, and I, you know, once I get on the wave, I just can't get off it. Mm -hmm. Fucking cowabunga! So <laughs> I'm walking in, and I dial up blue. I'm just like, <laughs> what I say? I, was, I said something. No, you, you told me you're like, I'm gonna call the only guy that's on my wave right now. Mm -hmm. And he blue, called blue. and he answered. And bro, I swear to God, over the phone, we made I made a fire song last night. Like one of my favorites. I no, can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's fire. And blue, like blue, blue has people have no idea what blue does. Like blue is such a glue guy. Like he's such a glue guy. Without blue, like none of this. Blue's the glue. Blue's the glue, man. <laughs> like without him and his vibe and and you know, he like people don't know what he does or what he brings. But man. I just can't, you can't imagine us without him. I can't. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, he, and yeah, he, he fucking, he co-wrote a song last night, an amazing song. We're both blacked out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, what does that say? Like, I don't, I don't go in the studio and be like, I gotta make a song today. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get called in there. I'm just like, I just go in and it's just, you know? Mm -hmm. you, gotta, you gotta try to adopt that mentality. If you really take, take fucking accountability of yourself, take inventory of yourself. Are you holding on to the wheel really hard and trying to like force shit? If you can be take accountability and like realize that and adjust it, I think things will get easier for you. You know, mm -hmm. it's gotten easier for me. I know that. You know. Yeah. Teamwork, science, diversity, equality, family, friendship, nature, the environment, America. Patriotism. OnlySteves.com. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to get into the kid thing because I mean, dude, in the last week, literally the last seven days, we've known three people that have had a kid. Who else? Marcus had a kid. Yeah. Dro is about to have a kid. Yeah. And then uh, our dude Jarrett, who runs our TikTok, yeah, just yeah, had yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. And they're, I mean, obviously all three of them are all different ages, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're older than all three of them. We're about to yeah. yet again, hit the road. <laughs> <laughs> you, and we'll uh, probably have a kid after this one. Well, let's not jump, <laughs> let's not jump the gun. <laughs> uh, like you said, you can't try, you just have to let it happen. Yeah. If it happens, <laughs> it happens. I'll tell you right now, like if I randomly have a kid with some random girl, I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to trip. Yeah, I'm gonna be like meant to be. Yeah, it's probably that's gonna be, my kid. It's probably gonna be special. <laughs> that's the kid. Um, but how does that make you feel? Like people all around you are starting to like. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel anything really. I'm very happy for them. And, yeah. uh, and seeing Marcus, uh, seeing Marcus with a, with his son, kind of tripped me out a little bit. It's <laughs> because like I remember the days like yeah. I was carrying him over. Marcus like was 18. I'm carry, I'm I'm literally pulling him over the fence in Chapel Hill to get into the bars illegally when he's 18. And I uh, just remember that. Which now. one, he's not? Um, nah, it wasn't he's not, it was, but yeah, down Chapel Hill. Yeah. I forget the name, but um, <laughs> yeah, just crazy to see him and he's a dad, and he's just in dad mode and yeah. it's fucking dope, I mean. But you he, forget, he's 30, he's 30, right? He's 30, 30 years old, yeah. 30 I years mean, old, yeah. To be honest, I, 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 I'm, I'm shocked at how young I feel. Yeah. I can't believe that I'm even in my 30s. Like, and it's just, that's another thing I want to say. Like, don't let society tell you how you should feel about any age or anything you're doing, really anything at all. Yeah. Just well, don't. Forget about society and, and all that, but like, there has to be some, I mean, we're wired to procreate. That's our purpose. You yeah. Know? Not everyone's purpose, but you know what I mean? As a species, like, our purpose is to procreate. Um, has oh, that has, has like is that like inside of you at all? Like just like wanting yeah, to one hundred percent. I want to have kids. Wanting to have a kid and like just totally. be a dad, you know. I want to have kids. I don't. I don't want to right now. Not because anyone's telling you to. Not because of like everyone else is having kids, but like deep yeah, down, yeah, 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 you know? yeah. No, I mean, I um, I definitely like. I can't imagine not having a. I can't wait to have a kid. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's very hard to imagine right now, you know. It's like, that's what I mean. I just, I, I kind of feel like I'm 23 years old. You know, I do. I feel like I'm 25 max, you know, like. Are you worried that that'll never change? 
Um, no, I, I just think, like, dude, I look at myself from a year ago, and I, I don't even, I can, I'm like, man, I've changed so much. Yeah, so, we watched a video of you from three years ago, and we're all laughing. I mean, it looked like <laughs> shit, I, but, like, it's just crazy to look back and, like, dude, you can change yourself. We have all the power, you know? Mm -hmm. You could change yourself, like, down to the core of who you are. If you if you fucking get the if you get this right, you know, you can really and that's that's what I'm trying to fucking tell people, like in the most non preachy way. I just I just know how much I've changed and I keep changing all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, again, it comes from self exploration. And you know, I feel I feel like no, I totally trust what's gonna happen. I, I've totally I write down in my journal all the time. I have I have blind faith and blind trust in the universe conspiring for me, not against me. Mm -hmm. I, I write that down. I mean, especially us. Like, look at our lives and how it's gone. It's, uh, you know, a lot of it's just so luck. Like, we're just blessed, lucky, you know? So I'm not gonna, I don't, I don't doubt or, or worry about who I'm becoming or who I am at all. As long as I know I'm, I'm doing my best, you know? Which I, right now I am. I, mm -hmm. And I feel that way. But... To answer your question, I definitely want to have kids. I just, I, it doesn't make me, I don't know, I just don't identify with the age thing. Like, I don't, it doesn't make me be like, man, fuck. I don't know, should I have a kid? Like, that's not, if I have a kid, I'll probably have a kid when I'm fucking 45. Who knows? Because when yeah. I'm 45, I'll feel like I'm 30. That's how old my dad was when I was born. Yeah. He's 45. Dad's a rock star. It's crazy. <laughs> he said if he was any younger, he, when I was like 10 years old, he's like, if I, if I was like 10 or 15 years younger when you were born, I would have killed you by now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, dude, you got to know yourself, right? Yeah. Like me comparing it to <laughs> me comparing it to anybody else, albeit your best friends. Yeah. Like we're just we're totally we're we're all walking our own paths, you know. I know when I I know it's I know like I've always looked at me being this way because I'm a bit coddled. Like if you really think about it, like yeah. you know, I, Versace, I kind of have a mom and a dad in the form of a handsome slightly overweight Mexican guy <laughs> who's, who's not going to be overweight in who, some time. Who we all know and love. Who all know and love. I mean, dude, my life without Versace yeah. would be in shambles. I don't think... It's true for all of us. I don't think any of us <laughs> would be who we are without Versace. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. He... he. Uh, so, you know, to explain, like, yeah, I just... When you think about what being an adult is, what is it? It's like kind of that element of, like, taking care of yourself, taking care of the daily tasks, maintaining things. I'm not really doing any of that. I'm not even, I'm not even like paying my bills or doing, I have people mm -hmm. that do all this shit. Yeah. So when I think about a kid, and so I just kind of want to be like ready for that phase to like mm -hmm. want to do the dishes and cook and I want to be that guy, you know? Like I don't want to be, I've always looked at this as a phase, a chapter in the book, like I'm not going to be like this forever. I'm not going to be one of those people that depend on everyone all the time forever. You know, like, I'm just not. Do you think and you'll be doing music forever? It's just so hard to say. I have no idea. Yeah. If I, I could re be retired in two years because or I could be retired in I'm 20. only asking that because do you think that, like, are you, does any part of you or, like, is any part of you turned off by having kids because of your lifestyle of, yeah, absolutely. you know, like recording, tour, absolutely. all that type of stuff? A yeah. little bit? Yeah. Absolutely. Not to say they can't coexist. If I had a kid tomorrow, like I would still be able to. I would be able to do this. I'd have to make adjustments. Yeah, you know? I mean, dude, I want to tell you a heartwarming story. I, I just finished Dave Grohl's book, The Storyteller. 
Dave Grohl was the uh, the drummer for Nirvana and then the frontman for Foo Fighters. Total fucking legend. Um, one mm -hmm. of the greatest musicians of our time and just a great person. Mm -hmm. But he and later, like, he talks a lot about his kids. He had three daughters, and I mean, he's. I, 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 I'm sure he's still doing music to this day. You know, I'm sure he still tours to this mm -hmm. day. But he talks about how when like the Foo Fighters started getting really big and like they're doing world tours and like they were doing tours where like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's everywhere. Like yeah. you go to every fucking country, yep. you know? So he's talking about how, uh, you know, he has two daughters at this point and one's like five and one's eight. And his daughter's like reminding him about the daddy-daughter dance, which is like a huge fucking deal to her. You know, to both kids, to both daughters, he's like, so he's looking at his calendar and he's like, oh shit, like it's going to be during tour. I really hope it's during an off day and whatever. He's looking at his calendar. He has a show in Perth, Australia, the same day as the daddy daughter dance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he, he has a whole chapter in his book about how he's met with that dilemma and then how he handles it. And... And, these, and like these aren't just shows where like a thousand people are showing up and you just reschedule. This is the shows where like twenty thousand people are showing mm -hmm. up. You know what I mean? Yeah, millions of dollars on the line. Yeah, so it's not like you can just. So he he goes out of his way to like move the show to another day, and then he finishes a show in Australia, flies twenty hours back home to Los Angeles to do the daddy daughter dance for like three hours. And then get back on a plane and fly back to Australia to continue the tour. Mm -hmm. Because he said, like, there was no part of him. Like, it wasn't even an option to miss it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, you and I, like, we can't relate to that yet. Yeah. But eventually that's going to be our reality. And that's why I ask, you know, if you're, st if you're still question, doing yeah. music for a long period of time, I mean, that's going to be stuff you're going to be messing with. Is, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I can't... I can't answer anything about the future. I actually really can't. And I'm going to refrain from doing it more and more because yeah. it's just so, you know, everything we preach is about here and now. And we, no, of course. So, but seriously. But, but, like, just hearing that, like, I can, already, I can already relate to that so much. And I just with my family and my niece, like, yeah. I fucking, I can't, rips my heart out. Like, seeing, her, seeing them get, you know, seeing them grow old. Like become, you know, she was, I remember seeing her, I flew to Spain the day she, when she was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, seeing her this big and now she's just her own person. It's, you know, money can always be made, but time can't be made back. You know, like you can always make the money back, but can you get those moments back, you know? And that that's the, that's that's something I feel like when we were talking earlier in this podcast about successful people. And how I really sympathize and I feel bad. Like, I look at them and I kind of feel bad when they don't, I can tell that they don't get it. Like, you know, um, in a way, they're just kind of missing the point that, like, you have to balance. It can't be about the success. It can't, the financial success. Mm -hmm. Internal success, you know, like, family success, you know. Um, those things, if those aren't maintained, the fucking tangible success, the money is not gonna fucking fill the void. You'll never be able to make those moments back up to your daughter, you know? And to answer your question, I could be retired in two years, I could retire in 20 years. But if I have a kid, personally, in my heart, now that I think about it, I feel like I'd be more inspired to create than ever. I, I wouldn't be this, this version of me. I wouldn't be fucking 
making music fucking, you know, fucked up from midnight to 9 a.m. all the time, you know, I rarely ever. But I've, I've heard from so many people that the most amazing thing they did was have kids and it was the most amazing source of inspiration to, to create for them, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so when you talk about lacking, you know, artists just want to feel inspired. So, you know, maybe I have kids and it's the most inspiring thing for me ever artistically. And, you know, I don't need to be even doing, like I could just be making, making music in my family home with my kids and not be, <laughs> you know, and not, and not be even in the party element or aspect of it at all. Thing is, like, I just don't want to be partying and like, I don't want to be doing really any of that shit. I just want to be so present for my kids as much as I can, you know? Mm -hmm. So. It's a, it's a challenge, man. To be successful, I see, I, I tip my hat to a lot of young, I see young people doing well and they're taking care of their kids. It's really impressive mm -hmm. and it's inspiring and it's, a, it's an amazing feeling when, you, when you, can, you can balance it and you can feel proud about what you're creating for your kids, you know, and, and what you're doing. I need to go call my mom. Me too. <laughs> we just need to end this so I can go call my mom. <laughs> Tell her I love her. For real. Hey, we're heading home. Fuck, man. It's it's weird because our even my my parents are just they have such a young energy. Yeah. Um, but you know, like you never know. Like any, anything could happen to anyone at any age. But like the fact of the matter is, the reality is, like we all die someday. It's just we don't know when. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, and to, to fucking get the moments, be in the moments, like even going home, bro. I'll go home and just kind of zone out some days, you know, I'm tired. Usually when I get home, I'm, I've been fucking coming off of traveling, you know, heavy. Mm -hmm. And I look at home as a place to recharge and regroup, but even challenging myself, I'm just thinking of this right now, just like being absolutely present. Don't be on your phone. Don't be, you know? Yeah. Being absolutely present with them as these times come, they come and they go. I know. You know? Man, I used to, I mean, my parents used me pretty much as free labor at this point. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I used to, when I was younger, I used to hate it. And like, oh, I got to fucking carry this shit up this hill. Now and it's a, a now fucking it's vibe. The best part of my day is to go home and to like, you know, carry heavy shit up the stairs to my parents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so think about that, you know? I know, uh, before, we, before we end, I mean, I know Dave Meltzer said something about that with taking out the trash. You ever hear about mm -hmm. that? And how he used to hate taking out the trash, but then he started to uh, be present with taking out the trash and he used to like relate it to taking care of his family because it's like taking mm -hmm. out, you know? So I don't know, this, it's, uh, there's a lesson in there somewhere. And Taking out the trash yeah. is a proverbial thing. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, what are we doing? You know, gotta, constantly got to take out the trash. Mm -hmm. Out with the bad, in with the good. I know. All right, well, this was good. I'm going to go call my mom. All right. <laughs> this is good. See you later. All right. <laughs>